So I was 19 years old, and I decided to make a massive shift and move an hour and a half away from my hometown, where I had been working in a salon since I was 16, where I had been growing my clientele. I was like a month booked out at a time, and where I had built my entire base and move in with my boyfriend. And I had to completely start from scratch as far as my clientele went. And I started at this commission salon that was like in this rural ass little town in my Amish ass Pennsylvania. (laughs) And I was doing all the things. I was like posting on the social media. I was handing out my cards at the mall every day. It was ridiculous. I was like asking my clients for referrals and nothing was working. It was like painful. It was painfully slow growth. I literally was reconsidering my entire job and career choice at that time. Like, it was bad. And, like, thank God I was, like, 19 and I didn't have a lot of responsibilities because I was not making the money that I needed to make, right? Because I had no clientele. And I remember all my mentors, like, not mentors even, I wouldn't even call them mentors, but just the more experienced stylist there and the salon owner, they all just told me to be patient. Like They all told me, like, I have to wait and I just have to go to the mall, hand out my cards, ask for referrals. Like, I just have to keep on keeping it on, right? And I was just like so pissed off that I didn't see any return on my on on my efforts that I was making. And it was a really defeating time for me and I don't know. I just really <laughs> I really was down on myself about it. I would go home and I'd be really upset and I would be asking myself if I made the right decision, not because of like moving in with him, but like because of like completely leaving my entire clientele base and like having to start from scratch and it was really difficult. And what ended up happening after educating myself, after doing the damn thing, after uh, changing my environment and going into a space where I knew that I was going to be able to create a very curated experience based upon real business theory, I blew my shit up and I was triumphant. It was the beginning of all that we have now and the reason why I'm talking to you right now on this podcast. And so what I want to share with you today, my friend, is I want to share with you exactly how I went from being barely a week booked out at a time to booked out solid three and a half months ahead with five new guest requests a week. And so Caitlin's going to be kind of interviewing me today, asking me about my journey. I'm going to be spilling you all the freaking tea today. So if you're down to do that, then let's get it popping. Let's get it started. What's the tea, friend? My name's Hunter Donia, industry business educator for hairstylists, but my friends just call me Hunty. And I'm Caitlin, the CMO for Team Hunty, here to offer additional perspectives and kick-ass marketing advice. Whether it be growing your clientele, making more money, or automating and streamlining your systems, in the next 20 minutes or so, you'll be hearing realistic, actionable strategies to create a beautiful career for yourself behind the chair. So if you're ready to get into it, welcome to the Modern Hairstylist Podcast. Hey, Hunty. Hi, Caitlin. What's the the tea? tea? <laughs> the tea is, honey. I am having a beautiful day uh, today. I'm really excited to be talking to you, and I'm really ex- excited to be spilling all my tea. It's going to be great. I'm so excited to have you here on the Modern Stylist Hair Podcast, and <laughs> I'm so excited to interview you. On the Modern Podcast Hair Stylist. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even... <laughs> get my words right. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, I'm yeah. clearly, a, I'm clearly like a natural at hosting a podcast. No, you got um, it. <laughs> all right. Well, so we're going to be chatting a little bit about how you were able to like essentially like 
really quickly build a clientele, which been there, done that. It's heckin' stressful. But I am super excited to hear all about your story. Let's kind of just like start out like from the very beginning. Like you said you went to a commission salon and the whole like business card at the mall thing wasn't doing it for you. So like how did you get started? What did you do to get started? Okay, can we just talk about the business card at the mall thing for a second though? I was so pissed that this didn't work. Like I didn't get one client from doing that. Like literally not one. And I'm like, you know, I was like this like rambunctious like little like 19 year old like very like eager motivated kid at the time i was i was very i was very business minded and i had really good sales strategy and knowledge because of my experience educating for a brand and so i really knew how to sell right i knew how to sell but i didn't know how to market myself and I always knew it was the missing piece. Like, I felt like there was something missing. It was like, I know once these bitches are in the chair, I will blow them away and I will make so much profit and I will serve them so well and they will always come back to me. Like, I was so confident in my in my client experience, right? And my sales strategy, but I was so inconfident in my marketing and I didn't understand it inside and out. And so I would go to this mall and I would like look at all of the people who I thought were my ideal client at the time and I'd be going up to them and I would have conversations with them. I'd be super confident. I mean, it was scary as hell. It was awful. I hated it. And I'm so glad that we don't have to do this nowadays. <laughs> but um, but it, it was scary as hell. But I did the damn thing and I kept on consistently doing it, handing out my cards, and it didn't work. Like literally, not one person, even if they said that they were excited and they wanted to book with me, not one person booked with me from those efforts, which was crazy. I just thought it was wild. So what happened was I just was really down on myself and everything was like okay. Like it was I was very slowly building. Like it was like barely a week out at a time, right? And eventually pandemic happened. Pandemic happened and the salon shut down and I was like, okay, like what the hell am I going to do with my time, right? And so what I ended up doing was I di- I dived really deep into business education for hairstylists. And not only business education for hairstylists, but also just got really obsessed with just business theory in general. And I read a lot of different books and I learned from a lot of different people. And I was able to find this confidence and this like, this like just new knowledge of how exactly I can effectively speak to people, get eyeballs on me and my business and how to actually sell to them and get them into my chair without me even talking to them personally. And with modern day marketing strategy, you know, with social media. So what I did was I came up with a really, really strong marketing system. And I didn't even know that I was doing it at the time. I was just like kind of following the advice of all these experts, right? And I was just, and I just built this uh, quote unquote target market, right? I built this ideal client and I was really, I think I just naturally was understanding of pain points because of my experience in sales training from being a brand educator, I already knew how to solve somebody's problems and how to speak to solve somebody's problems. And so I took that sales knowledge and I applied it to my marketing things that I was doing and my ideal client. And I already understood that I needed to make sure that I understood what those pain points were of my target market, right? So then I, I made this ideal client profile. And then what I did was I, I showed up in the places where I knew my ideal client profile was hanging out. 
You know, I wasn't going to be spending a bunch of time, you know, on Facebook and, and talking to moms and all that stuff because and going into like local Facebook groups and stuff like that because that was not my tea. I, my, I knew my person was not living there. My person was all over the Instagram. Like that was my person. And so I spent all my time on my Instagram and I just went ham. I went so ham with posting and speaking to people's pain points and solving problems and educating and giving people real advice that they actually wanted to hear and using really strong hooks to get them to pay attention and just showing the F up and being authentic and telling my own story and like being exactly who the F I was and showing up consistently as well too, right? Like I said, just showing the hell up, but doing it consistently and doing it systematically and approaching my marketing and my social media specifically, like my Instagram specifically, very intentionally, very, very, very intentionally. I unfollowed everything that had to do with hair besides my business educators and mentors. I unfollowed anything that didn't have to do with my local regional area where I knew if I was spending time scrolling, commenting, and liking, I would be growing my business in one way or another. So I, I didn't, I didn't know who all these freaking hair influencers were until I got into education and I started doing this and I started creating relationships. I had no idea who the hell anybody was because I didn't follow anybody. I didn't follow behind the chair. I didn't follow beauty launchpad. I didn't care about these influencers. I cared about growing my damn business in my local area. So I followed my clients. I followed my ideal clients that I knew lived in the region. I followed like local small businesses and I created relationships and I went ham creating those relationships. And I would uh, be genuine and I would leave comments and I would attract people to me by putting myself in front of those other people. And I made sure every single second that I spent on my damn phone during the workday was spent growing my business and pushing me towards my goals. So fast forward, I open up my salon suite and I did it with barely any clients at all from my commission salon. Not to mention my commission salon was about like 20 minutes away from the salon suite that I was going to be working at. And because of all of the knowledge that I had, because of this like brand that I had built on social, I got slammed when I opened up that suite. And I was so scared, biggest pit in my stomach, a huge risk. I did not have the clients to open up a suite. If somebody told me that they were in the situation that I was, I would probably advise them not to do this, (laughs) like literally. But it was the best decision I ever made. And because of all of that effort that I put in, because of how much I educated myself, right? And because I had a system to follow, I blew my shit up really fast. And it was all people who I absolutely loved working with. And it was services that I absolutely loved doing because I had branded myself as a low maintenance color specialist. And I was speaking to the specific person in all of my content that I knew would want my type of service that I specialized in. So I blew my shit up and it was amazing and fantastic. And I am so grateful for all the hard work that past me put in because that was tireless work. Like that was no fucking joke work. I was really passionate about it. And the passion is what fueled me and kept me going. But damn, I put in a lot. And I thank my I'm grateful that I put in all that work. And I'm also grateful that I had great mentors and I knew where to find the education. And that's why I today am trying to share that same education with other people and do it in a way that makes sense. And that translates to an ADHD brain or a squirrel brain, you know, that hairdressers a lot of the time have. Because in my own experience, I have, I, I, the only reason why I was able to learn all this shit was because I was so naturally passionate about it. And like I said, 
in our previous episode, I believe, I said I never got into this industry because I was like visually into things. I wasn't like an artist. I got into it because I loved the relationships. I loved the business side. I loved like the theory and the science and all that stuff that went behind it. And so that side of me was really passionate about learning all this business stuff. And it's the only reason why I was able to actually learn it and it was actually able to stick in my head. If you are an artist, if you're a creative, and even if you are a passionate business owner, but sometimes like you just aren't really getting it or you feel like you're not getting to where you want to go, I understand you and I get you because let me tell you, honey, I was not a good student in high school, like at all. If this is a topic that I'm completely not passionate about or I don't feel like doing or whatever it may be, my ADHD is kicking in full force, completely distracting me. And so I understand the experience of feeling like you're just not getting it or putting in results or making efforts and feeling like nothing is working. And so I'm really passionate about taking the experience that I have and the uh, the crazy efforts and, and spaces that I show up in and where I have what I have learned and where I continuously learn and translating it and sharing it with people in this industry because I'm so passionate about it and I believe everybody deserves to understand it even though it's really hard. So thank you so much for interviewing me today, Caitlin, because I'm really excited to be spilling even more tea about this shit today. It's gonna be great. So that's super interesting and I it's fun to hear it back too because you and I um during like the shutdowns and stuff like that, we were in a lot of the same classes together and I like I got to watch your progression as well like as a stylist watching another stylist and it was just really like inspiring for one definitely but also just like really cool to see like it happen in real time so super fun to hear it back I mean it's been like three years now so looking back at it now is there anything that you wish you would have done in addition to what you did or is there anything you wish you would have done differently share that with us please so there's a couple different things that I wish I did differently and Looking back, the reason why was because I I didn't build all that I built from a place of long-term vision. I built it from a place of scarcity and like wanting to get this shit done right now and just doing what I thought like I had to do. And it ended up biting me in the ass because when you work really hard to get this up and running and when you realize like how much work it can actually be and you have to like keep on maintaining it and maintaining it and maintaining it, there comes a point where you're like, I can't continue to do this sustainably if I don't figure out how to streamline it as much as possible. Like when you are like going out of your way to create an excellent customer experience to be an above and beyond hairstylist in today's day and age, there's a lot of responsibilities that you have, which is hence why I teach streamlining and automating your business. Because this is like what hit me was I was like six months into sweet ownership. Everything was going really great, but I was so overwhelmed and so busy. I couldn't even imagine if I had more responsibilities or children. Could not even imagine. I, 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 I don't know. I don't get it. And so what I wish I did from the very beginning, and I think that this is maybe why this doesn't work out for a lot of people when they do follow like marketing plans or educators or anything like that, is because we don't learn how to systematize it. We don't learn how to make it something that is easy. We don't create documented systems from the very beginning that allow us to show up and not get overwhelmed and get like paralysis from actually going ahead and doing the damn thing, right? 
creating a system, a documented system to follow step by step by step would have avoided a lot of stress and a lot of like long nights working after like a long day of working, Um, you know, like working a long day at, at the salon and then going home and then working all freaking night right on my marketing and like doing my shit for my business. It would have saved me a lot of time and it wouldn't have made me get to like a breaking point where I I had to change my entire business so radically or else I would have like died. And I don't again, I'm going to say I could not imagine doing this shit, doing putting in all the hard work that I did if I had kids or other responsibilities. It'd be impossible. And so what I had learned was if I had a documented system and standard operating procedures from the very beginning, which is what we have now, then I wouldn't have burnt myself out so quickly. And I would have been able to just make this a continuous thing without having to work so hard to make it happen. So it's one thing to figure this out and actually get it working. And yes, that might take a little bit of short-term sacrifice for long-term gain. However, it's another thing to figure out how to continuously do it sustainably to then get to a point where you can scale and then you can delegate to a social media manager, which is what I eventually did and where I furthermore learned, furthermore learned how important it was to be very intensely clear on having that documented system, very intensely clear of what your what your standard operating procedures are for your marketing, exactly who this person is that you're speaking to inside and out, your attributes, pain points, and your objections, figuring out like what your everything was and documenting it and being organized with it. If you ever want to get to the space where you're still bringing in all those new ideal clients, but you're not the one who is doing all the marketing, you have to make sure that you're systematized first and you need to have that documented first. So I'm going to be teaching everybody how to do that in our chief marketing hairstylist workshop that we have coming up, which you can learn more about in the episode show notes, or uh, you can go to hunterjonia.com forward slash marketing, and uh, we'll take care of it there for you in literally less than four hours. I'm going to show you exactly what I wish I would have done <laughs> uh, using the the experience that I have and the experience that I have na- that I had growing my clientele and using the experience that I have now of systematizing and automating and all those good things. So that is what I wish I would have done. I wish I would have uh, created a documented system that I could just follow step by step from the very beginning that supported me in showing up sustainably where I wouldn't get burnt out. I love that. So with that taken into consideration, then like if uh, this person listening to this episode right now, if they are wanting to put a system like this into into place, what do you think the most important thing is to consider when trying to put something like this together? I think the most important things to consider is making sure that you have a very, very, very clear idea of who your ideal client is. If I ask you who your ideal client is right now, listening to this, my friend, you, If I asked you who your ideal client profile is right now, would you be able to recite like paragraphs of information to me about who this person is? Because that's what I can do right now. I could tell you exactly who this person is and I could not stop talking about them because I know them like they are like my freaking best friends, my sister, my child. I know exactly who the fuck they are. You know, that is what that is. That is how clear you need to be about this person to really make your marketing work. And 
using real data and feedback to make that person, to understand what that person actually is and who they are, is going to be extra important because then you understand not only do you know this person, but you know this person actually exists in real life, right? And uh, and you're speaking to somebody's real thoughts and somebody's real data and feedback too. So I think that that is absolutely the most important thing. And we we talked about this in, a lot in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to the last episode yet, highly recommend that you do. But it is the most absolute most important thing is understanding who that person is, having a documented space where you can go back and always look at those things and then take those things and have documented content pillars and blocks and themes that you can always go back to for ideas to make sure that you are speaking to that person consistently and you're never running out of ideas on how how to speak to them. Amazing. I love it. I now I know like you and I are very like we love Instagram, but do you feel like where where do you feel like the best place is to grow a clientele? Like do you have a definitive answer for that? What I do what I will say is, is I think that we are in such a lucky era where we can use all of these digital resources that are now out there and these digital communities that are out there and these things where we can reach people so much faster and effectively in a much more curated way. We are so privileged and blessed to have those things now. However, that does just because Instagram is really cool and that's where you like to hang out or whatever it may be. That does not mean that you should be showing up on every single one of those platforms. The question, where do you think the best place to grow a clientele is, or what do you think the best thing to do is, is completely dependent on who your ideal client profile is. And based upon the real data and feedback that you have solicited, what data and feedback tells you where they're actually showing up and then where they are shopping for new hairstylists or where they will happen to stumble upon new hairstylists based upon their search terms and where they would go to search, et cetera, et cetera. And so again, like understanding your ideal client profile, that's why I say that this is the most important thing is because all these questions that I get asked all the time about growing your clientele, it all goes back to that. That is where all your answers are. That's where all your answers are. But we oftentimes don't spend enough time actually doing the research, getting the data and documenting all of those things and then making those decisions strategically. So my T is, is it completely depends on you. It completely depends on you. I know that my ideal client profile only is showing up on Instagram. I know, I know that is the most effective place to find them. And I know using Instagram is going to allow me to curate a very specific vibe and space specifically for that person that will ensure me that I get more ideal client requests, not just client requests, but ideal client requests. And being on every single platform and being like omnipresent is really fantastic and great if you have like a team of five. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't take advantage of every single platform if you can. Like being omnipresent is a really beautiful idea and it's great for companies to consider. However, you're one human being. You're one human being. You cannot expand your efforts until you have absolutely understood and streamlined and optimized the first effort first. 
Like you, if you're gonna, if your ideal client profile is showing up on Instagram, you don't wanna start going over here and then going over there and also doing this and also doing this because your efforts are gonna be spread way too thin and your efforts are not going to work. You have to first figure out the platform that that person is showing up on, go all in on it, figure out how it works, make sure it works, streamline it, systematize it, and then you can expand from there. There was so much tea that was just spilled now. Um, I'm like reeling. That was that was so good. Thank you for touching on that. I uh, it was so good. Like especially understanding where your ideal client lives. I know I've sat and like vented about this myself, but like stop wasting your efforts in a place where they're not going to be showing up anyway. Like put your energy where it's going to be most well received. So love that. Okay, so I think that that was a sufficient enough interview. Thank you so much, friend, for coming to the Modern Hairstylist podcast today. (laughs) Is this your impression of me? How am I doing? Is it good? I love the enunciation (laughs) of friend. Hello, friend. I hope that you you enjoy this friend. (laughs) I do say that shit. Why do I say it like that? I love it. It's one of my favorite things. So, okay, this is your podcast. Please wrap it up for us with a bow. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for being the interviewer today and taking over for me today. I really appreciate it. I think that it really um, allowed me to like get out all the things that I needed to say in this episode. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend who is listening to this right now. I really appreciate you for tuning in. And if you appreciated this episode, if you want to blow up your own clientele and get more ideal client requests into your chair and feel confident in showing up consistently on social media and knowing that your efforts are actually going to work for you and you're going to get a return on them then you can join us in Chief Marketing Hairstylist, which is just our four-hour workshop where you're going to build your entire marketing system from the ground up off of real data and feedback. And I'm going to be holding your hand every single step of the way, giving you templates and step-by-step. And I'm going to be there live with you. I'm going to be there freaking live, walking you through all the steps where I can answer all your questions. And we're going to have a community of peers who are doing the same exact thing with you to give you feedback. And it's just going to be so freaking lit. And so if you want to check out more about this, then you can go to hunterdonia.com forward slash marketing, or you can check out the link in the show notes. And I'm looking forward to seeing you there. So peace out, Girl Scout. I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Hey, friend. Thank you for tuning into the Modern Hairstylist Podcast. My mission here is to help you streamline the operations in your business as much as possible so you can grow with ease and less overwhelm. At the center of all that I teach is all about embracing technology and what it can do for us nowadays, technology such as digital forms. Digital forms are the core foundation of all that I teach and preach to, and that's why it's so important for us to be using the right software with the right capabilities to carry out all that we need them to. And that's exactly why I partner with and teach to using JotForm. JotForm is a full-feature online form builder that makes it easy to create robust forms and collect important data. It's trusted by over 15 million users worldwide, such as nonprofits, educational institutions, enterprises, small businesses such as us, and so much more. JotForm is a gateway to gathering better information to power your business, and with the right guidance and mentorship, JotForm can absolutely transform the way you do business by automating and streamlining the way you interact with your clients. So if you're ready to get started with JotForm and really truly see how digital forms can transform your business, check out the show notes of this episode for a direct link to get signed up with JotForm.
Enjoy all those new digital forms you're able to create now, and I will catch you in the next episode.